You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. Jenna is an excellent example of the saying, hard work prevails. You may think she is an overnight success, but in our conversation, she peels back the layers of the 16 years she's been working towards today and shares all the turns in her journey that went into getting her here. Jenna, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you, Allie. I'm excited to spend some time with you and your listeners. So first, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm Jenna Ahern and the founder and CEO of Guardianelle Digital. We're a Google certified agency and we specialize in search engine optimization. And so really, I help businesses execute in their online equity growth goals and objectives. The success with Guardian Al has been unreal. You're killing it. So talk to us about kind of why you moved into this space and what do you really think that secret to success was all about? Oh my gosh, Allie, thank you. That's It's seriously flattering and humbling for you to say that because I, I certainly am the mouthpiece and it's a team and there are leaders and clients and mentors and everybody that... I mean, they can't all be on the podcast all at once. So I'm just fortunate to be here. And um, they're really, to me, there there are no secrets. Unfortunately, I'm I'm kind of wanted to say, hey, there's no silver bullet. It's not sexy. It's it's really the hard work, just like that in working out or succeeding in really anything. I'm a big believer, and so is I preach to the team of Malcolm Gladwell. I'm I'm not. Sh- if you're familiar with Ali Malcolm Gladwell, yeah. he had several books and, you know, he speaks on kind of that 10,000 hours and whether it's LeBron James or Ray Dalio or Tim Ferriss, it doesn't matter who it is. They've put in so much time and hard work, resilience, talent, and consistent execution of good habits. And so the reality is I think, we all can be impatient at times. I'm 30 and I know that I've been working a long, long time. Um, when I was 14, I got my blue card in Pennsylvania and got my first job and hit the ground running. So I, I think that there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there like that. And this is something that I think in the, the last several years has been highlighted And it hasn't been sexy to have a job and lose friends in the past or sacrifice and be selfish with your time in the past. And so I think that many really, really do fail. And when you say that, and then when you say that we're feeling it uh, to be, you know, I'm meeting with, it's just, it's flattering. But at the same time, I think realistically, I'm just grateful to be in the position and um, thankful that we have success and you you speak highly of us. That's great. Well, so not only have you 
just started your own company. You're the founding member and on the advisory board for Louisville's Women in Digital, which, I mean, that's amazing, right. Jenna. Um, I love the mission of Women in Digital. So talk to us about that power that women have in the digital field. It was not very prevalent um, maybe 10 years ago. Um, so times have changed. Talk to us about that. You got it. I, times are evolving. I am shy to say change, but they are evolving. They are changing. And um, it's I, I can't say enough good things about women in digital. Elena Shearer, she was the founder. She founded the first women in digital chapter out of Columbus, Ohio. And she owns a digital agency herself, Cement Marketing. And being from an automotive background, I grew up going back to having a job at 14. I grew up in male-dominated industries. I grew up a little ways from Mannheim, Pennsylvania. My mom was a teacher and drove vehicles in um, to and from the auction or through the auction, I guess, at Mannheim. And I was exposed to automotive and Henry Ford and the leaders of really, to me, our country and um, at an early age. And so that industry and watching and being a part of digital transformation and seeing that happen through my experience with um you know, NetSertive and Cox Automotive, their suite of digital products in the space. It was amazing being able to gain that experience. And so when Elena, she launched that chapter in 2016, I watched it gain momentum and she came into Louisville. And at the time I had, um, I went full time in the Guardian Out Digital in October of, um, gosh, 2016 and left Cox. So six figures, you know, going out. And um, my mom was actually diagnosed with pancreatic cancer a month later. And so she's still with us, but it was such a challenge in my life. And when I met Elena, she came to Louisville. She had this incredible passion for um, growing, you know, again, not only the safe space for women to be sounding boards, but also to really exchange power. And coming from the automotive male-dominated background, I knew that that was something in Louisville, not being from here and not having um, a solid women um, network, that was, it, it was just um, attractive to me. And so I knew that there needed to kind of be change. And Zelina really was the leader in helping start it. I, along with Karen Willis, who was the city champion, really helped lead the board for two years. And um, I'm now here um, in 2019 on the advisory board. And I'm so excited because um, we have a new, fresh, fresh leadership and they're engaged and continuing to grow the chapter. And so in less than two years, we have grown to over 100 active um, subscribed. 
women and digital members. And Louisville is one of the fastest growing chapters in the country. And so I just couldn't be more proud. And to be a part of that in just a, a little way to have a piece in history, to me, was just a passion project and um, something I was really excited to, to learn from and be a part of. Wow. I mean, that's so amazing that Louisville is so fastly growing. Um, I love that. That's really encouraging to hear. It's, it's huge. And I'll tell you, Ali, so when I was with NetServe, it was it was really right after 2000, um, 2011, 2012. And Google ads, I was selling Google ads to dealers and they were looking at me like I had six eyes. And that wasn't that long ago. So Aww. now you think about, you know, how times have evolved mm. and the, it really is the wild, wild west. And so to me, there's a bigger mission out there of, of it's not just about me. It's really bringing transparency and some white hat um, education to the space. And I think Elena in her mission, it's very sound in the fact that she wants to be able to have and create that safe space for women within, within that digital space, because there are a lot of um, questions that seem dumb and, um, if you have been a mom and you've been out of the field for 10 years because you had three kids, you're just learning what Facebook is, you know, that's uncomfortable. And so because there's so much vulnerability within it that I think for me, sometimes I just take for granted because I've, I've just grown into a tough skin, but it's been learned over time. And I think I have been challenge to really uh, set an example and to also encourage and lift other women up here who who do have a difficult time with that and asking that dumb question because it's not dumb. Everyone started um, with digital not that long ago. So we all are really amateurs when, <laughs> when it all comes down to it. Okay. So speaking about being an amateur, I feel like I'm an amateur at balancing my digital life, um, so much of what I do personally and professionally revolves around my phone. And so I, when I reached out to you, this is kind of where I said, you know, Jenna, help. Like, this is something that I feel like so many people want to talk about. But how do we balance our life on a computer or a phone with the loved ones that are surrounding us? So, Allie, how many hours a day would you say you spend on your phone or looking at a screen? My phone tells me I spend four hours a day on average. On your phone? On my or, phone. And is that, is that actual work or is it? I think it's overall just like amount of time that my phone is on. Okay. And then what about in, like in front of your computer? Probably another hour or two. So, I mean, that to me, it, I don't think that that, that's to me, I think that's a great balance, but you're talking to someone who literally operates virtually and, and in kind of real life. So I'm constantly looking at screens. And so what I try to think about is just keeping perspective in, I mean, somebody is going to look at my life and look at how much I spend either on the phone, in front of a screen, um, on 
it, you know, I may only spend less than 20 minutes on Facebook or Instagram a day, but they don't know that. They may think that I spend eight hours because I have other people doing that. Mm. Like, so it's to me, it just, it's, it's not asking the question of, you know, what's the balance? It's you have to be comfortable with standing up for what your balance is and owning it. I mean, I'm completely fine with my balance. There's a course, you know, I have, um, I think what helps me sustain is I have such a great foundation at home. And so I think you really, if you are, you know, whether it's working, um, you know, like you said, four hours a day on a screen is a lot and you're trying to achieve, you know, big goals with the podcast, I might say, Ali, you might need to spend 10. So then what does that mean? And I guess that's where, Ali, I, I just think it just varies and owning and being comfortable with, okay, these are my goals and this is what I know I feel comfortable and these are the repercussions I'm probably going to, you know, have to be aware of in having that much screen time. But mine's there. I make sure it's very purposeful and um, very audited. And really, if I'm on the computer, it's email or I'm literally doing work within Google Analytics or a client site. So most of the time it's, it's running the business or within meetings or phone calls. And so I do think, you know, there's, Again, it just depends on what someone's perspective is. But for me, I feel like my screen time is super purposeful. And because of that and because of my goals, I'm completely okay with the blend I have. I like the word you use, purposeful, because so much of the negative wrap of being on your phone is the mindless scrolling. So I think that can be a good goal is to focus on making that time purposeful rather than mindless. Well, and you, and that's where I, I guess you have to, and Allie, you're absolutely spot on and machine learning entered search engines about four years ago. So if you just Google rank brain, you know, you'll start diving into artificial intelligence. So you have to remember Instagram, Facebook, whatever your feed is, it is literally trying to learn where you click, how you scroll, what you search, how often you're on, what hour, what part of the day, and then matching and curating content to align with that. And so it's really learning from you each day and it is trying to get you to stay on that platform and so because I kind of do that for businesses and help them achieve their goals in that regard I definitely can flip the perspective pretty fast and understanding am I getting sucked in how can I look at this differently and to your point just making sure you're auditing and being comfortable and honest to yourself with what you're actually spending your time doing. I mean, if you're spending four hours on Instagram a day and there's really no need, like a revenue generating or purpose behind it, then that's a problem. I mean, four hours is a, is a lot of time. I mean, that's a lot. Well, and I, I always think of like the things that you could have done with that time. Like, oh man, I could have been really productive in other places in my life. So I know, I know. But hey, we all we all are guilty of it. For sure. 
So I want to talk to you about uh, also, you know, being brave and kind of going out on your own, especially in that male-dominated industry, um, you know, by starting Guardian Owl. So talk to us about what the hardest parts were of starting, but then also leading and continuing to grow Guardian Owl. Well, and Allie, I'm hoping that your listeners some may have a professional background or maybe they have a side hustle and are working full time. But Guardian Owl, although it's, you know, my name on the LLC, it wasn't the first business I grew. So when I was at JNL Marketing, I was in a sales role. I was a business growth strategist. I helped grow um, a book of business there. When I left there, I went to American Tire Distributors and became a liaison between GM and Ford Motor Company, American Tire Distributors, and distribution centers. And so my goal was to help grow the book of business American Tire Distributors had with Ford and General Motors. And so, you know, I have been awarded, um, you know, from there on in capacities through NetSertive and Cox Automotive in growing um, a book of business. And so I think the leap of faith wasn't a, hey, this is my first time going out and selling. I know what it's like to um, fail and, you know, not hit goals. And I've certainly fallen on my face and said the wrong thing in a lot of meetings. And um, I, I think that often... You build businesses in the dark and what's shown online is that highlight reel. And so for me, making that leap of faith was a lot more seamless than I would say most entrepreneurs only because I was patient and going back to purposeful. I I had um, several years of learning and being resourceful and, ho- and, and really taking advantage of some, some awesome opportunities I'm just super grateful for that um, came, you know, across my path and created something out of it. And so I, I think that that's something where a lot of young professionals or, you know, if you're 23 and 24 and you're unhappy, I mean, that's not a normal to be unsatisfied and have fuel and, you know, want to make six figures in one night. That, that's not an abnormal feeling. It's just not realistic. And so I think that having some um, realistic expectations and then leaning into the experience I gained um, within the automotive sector really, really helped me um, pursue some of the objectives I had set out with with Guardian Al. So it definitely was a combination of things. It was not a overnight success story as much as I wish it was. <laughs> or I could say, I guess. That no, would be the silver bullet. You're right. So much of what we share with the world and, and what is focused on is that high, highlight reel. So um, I can definitely appreciate that. It, there's And that just goes to show that there is a lot of hard work put in, um, you know, to make things successful. So it's not... It's not just luck, and which that's that's really encouraging for for people to hear when that is their goal because you don't have to get lucky. You can work really hard, and that's something that you can achieve. Oh, you're, I mean, you nailed it. 
I mean, absolutely. Mark Twain, um, I think the quote is, I never let my schooling get in the way of my education. And I think you learn so much through experience, or at least that's my way of learning. I have to get in and do it and build and create. And I know that I'm going to fail a lot in doing it. And so I, I definitely think if this is, you know, if people or, you know, whether you're a female or male, whoever it is, first business, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Um, and so I think that just being able to come to terms with that and understanding how you can lean into people and be resourceful. If you did take that leap of faith and recognize, oh, crap, I need to take two steps back, being okay with that and, mm. and knowing that um it's unrealistic for you to set an expectation that this is going to happen for you in 12 months, that you're going to be, a, you know, what, I mean, maybe it is, maybe you're the exception to the rule, but statistically it's, it's not, it, most don't make it. Mm. <laughs> so, and I, I'm aware of that today. I mean, every year is a new year that has new um, opportunities and uh, adversities. So I, I think that just being real is really, really important. So obviously you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't love it. There are challenges, there are those obstacles, but what's the most enjoyable part about owning and running your own business? Oh, man, I, so for me, I, I talked to you about, I was 14 when I went and I got my blue card is what it's called, your blue permit in Pennsylvania. And so Allie, I come from, a little bit of a broken family. My dad, uh, they were teachers, but, um, you know, abusive and broken upbringing and I don't have a relationship there. And my mom was a single mom raising three kids. And so I, as soon as I could work and earn my own money, I was trying to do so. And so I've been able to cultivate and build relationships and experience since I was 14, whether that was waitressing or um, traveling across the country, leading promotion events, um, or, you know, I, I also was a division one athlete and you learn a lot there. So being able to also go through that hurdle and, and the leap of faith and leaving Pennsylvania and coming here to Louisville. And so I think for me, it's all about the hunt and really hunting and being able to create and build with a team. And so we oftentimes we we watch a lot of motivational videos in the office. My team laughs because um, it, we get fired up. We I am here to win every day. And winning for me is just showing up. It's the little good habits we want to execute as a team on every day. So being on time or, you know, making sure we follow up um, in a timely fashion or, you know, like little things that we want to set the standard of excellence. And so for me, you know, owning a business comes with a lot. I I like owning a business, but what I like more is the CEO aspect and being able to really create and build and see it's a vision to fruition um, because of the execu execution you knew you put into it. And so fortunately, I've been able to surround myself with other executors that I'm able to just just be impressed by and super inspired by every day. And I think that's what also is 
keeps me excited and um, just being able to know that there's a bigger picture outside of what I'm building and um, what we're building here in Louisville, the leaders here and um, the tech community. I, I'm excited about you know the women in digital. So for all of that, to me, it's really all different businesses, right? I just might not be the sole owner, but I have a piece in the creation, hopefully at the end of the day. And that really is fun for me and what I've always lived for and um, have found fulfillment in, whether that was achieving you know, something on the field in field hockey or in life, um, you know, leaving Pennsylvania and getting away from an upbringing and being able to create a life in Louisville or through Guardian Al and being able to create and sustain, um, well, and strive really. We're in strive mode. We're in growth mode. So really being able to sustain growth long term and hopefully build something impactful. That's that to me is what I love. And so, um, I, I don't know if that's the, the that's a really long answer. But that's, my answer. <laughs> that's good. That means you're passionate about it. So while I have your expertise, I want to ask you, what are some of the big trends or changes that you foresee with SEO and digital marketing that maybe the listeners can prepare for? One of the big things that has happened in the last, Month that I cannot believe there hasn't been attention towards is alt text within images on Instagram. So Instagram yes. is by Facebook. Now, if you go to tag people, this little thing comes up with what is alt text. So it's flown under the radar because it's been published by the media or by a lot of people just that it's for the reading impaired and so people with visual impairments. And I, I think that we have to look at that and use our common sense and realize, well, alt text is, I've been using that for years. And what alt text is, is it helps search engines, bots understand what pictures are. So for instance, if I post a picture of myself and I say, you know, entrepreneur Louisville, Kentucky, if that is oftentimes searched in Louisville, I'm on Google, I'm going to have a better opportunity now if I'm indexing my site through Google and now it can read what my Instagram pictures are. I'm going to have a better and easier time relaying to Google, Bing, search engines what these photographs are and why they should show them in relevant search results. So that to me has been huge. I love that. I'm so glad you pointed that out. Okay, so switching gears a little bit more towards you personally, what are your favorite ways to be selfish? Oh my gosh. Well, I... <laughs> So growing up, sports were always my outlet. And I, even though I am a diehard card alley, I love NFL football and NBA. Like love. I just that's awesome. like, absolutely love it. You kind of grow up in the Northeast. If you've ever seen, oh my gosh, it's Silver Lining Playbook, I think. It's yes. kind of, um, yeah, it's a little, <laughs> it's scary that I'm going to claim that right now. Now I'm like, should you edit this out? Wait, but <laughs> you know, my uncles, if they're listening to this, I grew up, you know, 
wearing the jerseys on Sundays and the Chicago Bulls starter jackets because of Jordan and, you know, going to Philly games and it was all pro sports. And so one of the things I'm selfish about is, you know, fantasy football and watching NFL, my Eagles in the fall. And right now I'm getting ready to watch basketball. So I love March Madness just because in Kentucky, it's great being a part of the college. But for me, NBA playoffs are, I I mean, the day I get to sit courtside at a Chicago Bulls game, I'll have to pinch myself because that'll be a big moment for me. I just because I love, I love live sports so much. They're so big in person to me that's like holy crap like the nba in the u.s i mean they are they're the world's greatest so um i just i can't get enough of sports so sometimes when you talk about you know watching um yourself and your screen time for me that's okay i just spent three (laughs) hours watching a game i can't do that you know on a thursday night i can't do that every thursday that's a lot of times (laughs) i have to reel it in Is there anything you wish you could be doing more? Absolutely. I love being able to steal company with loved ones. And, you know, right now in my life, that's um, a balance I'm always trying to strike because most of my loved ones are all dispersed throughout the country. And so traveling where again, anytime I can, and I can, we can work it in. We try to make purposeful trips to see our loved ones, whether that's family or friends, because for us, it's all family. And so that, you know, traveling, I can say is a hobby, but really it's just being able to spend time with people that really fill your cup up and, for Zach and I, my fiance, I mean, we're just fortunate to throughout college and our lives have have some great people, um, great, great people and a great support system. And so sometimes through the last couple of the years where we've had to be really selfish with our time, I know that our, our close friends, um, you know, they know that that's, that's been something that they've had to accept. So I, I think that whenever we can balance in going and traveling and spending time with loved ones, that's um, something we see a great deal of equity in because it's really important. Yes, I agree. What is next for Jenna? Oh my gosh. I hope, I I don't know, seeing Allie <laughs> on stage we somewhere. We have to make it happen. Viral. Yes. I, I mean, hopefully that. I, I mean, I, I think... That's it. I mean, I'm just honestly, hopefully tomorrow brings great opportunities and some more adversity and we'll continue to grow. That's all we can ask for, right? Yeah. I mean, hey, if you're not uh, if you're not growing, you're going the other way. So, I, I hey, I'm appreciative, Allie, to, to be on this. I really do. I'm excited for you. Well, I mean, you have just been a wealth of knowledge, and I'm so excited to see you growing and doing big, big things, and uh, can't wait for us to stay in touch so that I can see what else is coming your way. So thanks so much for talking with us today. No, I thank you. I appreciate spending some time with you and the listeners, and this, is, this has been great. Thank you. You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on SelfishThePodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.